Hi, my name's Navya. Hey guys, I'm Neha. And we're the co-founders of Mission Mindset, which is a student-led organization, and it's inclined to raise mental health awareness. So for our first topic, we actually wanted to cover something that lots of people might have gone through in the past. And that would be grief. So we're going to talk about how it's introduced into a person's life, the impact it has on a person, and how it eventually slowly fades away. Let's start with what grief really is. I'm sure that what comes to mind to most of us when we hear the word grief, I feel like we associate it with sad, but right now we're going to talk about it in the context of the body's natural reaction to loss. So basically, whether it be the loss of a friend or a family member, grief has the capability to alter a person's emotional state completely. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget that um, grief can occur by even the smallest changes in a person's life. So for example, the selling of family property or virtually anything that a person loves. For sure. In 1969, a psychiatrist by the name of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross introduced her first five stages of grief model. This basically assumes that people often progress through a five-step process to overcome all the feelings of grief that they've accumulated. Mm -hmm. And um, those five stages being denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yes, so the first stage is denial. And this stage could, it basically includes feelings of shock, disbelief, and unrealness. It's really anything that caused the person going through denial to deny that the situation happened. They have trouble confronting the situation, talking about it, and they really just try to avoid that it happened. Mm -hmm. And um, moving on from that, the second stage is anger, um, which occurs when a person becomes frustrated or mad at the situation for happening. So what happens is that the person externalizes all feelings of malice, and they often reprimand people close to the situation. Yes. So, for example, um, in situations where like a family or friend, a family member or friend passed away, the person grieving might actually blame the doctors or themselves even for what has happened. And you can also see this like, for example, you're trying to help someone and you see that they're grieving and you approach them. They will actually most likely push you away because in their mind, you have no clue what they're going through. And they kind of I feel like they don't want they don't feel, want to feel like they're being a burden either. So that's also a mm -hmm. and I think that's understandable, yeah. right? Once our feelings get bottled up, they come out mm -hmm. as frustration or anger. So, so moving on from that, the of third course. stage is bargaining, and that occurs when the anger settles in and the person wants to negotiate with a higher form. So, oftentimes it's a supreme entity like God, but it obviously differs from religion to religion. Of course, and then most of the time that's followed by the fourth stage, depression, which occurs when the finality sets in and the person realizes that they can't go back and change the past, obviously. And that obviously leads to feelings of despair, sadness, emptiness, and eventually the loss settles in. And um, I just want to emphasize that um, at this stage, it is vital to take extra care of yourself and, you know, try and stick to a schedule to avoid things like tiredness, exhaustion, and feeling alone. Mm -hmm. So the final stage this all leads to is acceptance. It's the most powerful. It's basically when the loss that a person has faced becomes more of a peaceful loss rather than an angry one, if that makes sense. Um, for example, as you guys probably heard navia mentioned anger basically those feelings of anger that they have bottled up slowly there's basically slowly released through this process and by the time that they reach this final stage their mental state is 
for lack of a better word, no longer toxic. It's more of a passive one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, as Neha mentioned, um, sorry, referred to this stage as the final stage, I'd want to mention that um, there's an ongoing debate about whether or not grief ever actually goes away. But um, based on other people's experiences, right, the belief is that grief mm-hmm. is a part of you. So this doesn't mean that you have to go through stages again or um, stay in the stages for a longer period of time, but rather that you change as a person and adapt to a new way of life. Mm-hmm. So this marks a significant difference um, between who you were before you grieved and who you became after. Of course, yeah. And like personally, I like to think about it in terms of air quotes, mm-hmm. a new you, where like you acknowledge that something's happened, you grieve, and you kind of lock that part of your life away. Like, you don't completely forget about it. You revisit it time to time. You need to remember that it actually happened because at the end of the day, it is a big part of you. But at the same time, you also learn to accept and kind of move on with your life. Definitely. And I think it's really important to remember that there's so many healthy ways to deal with grief. So, I know grief can be very mentally exhausting, but by seeing a therapist or counselor or, you know, talking to your peers or peers or taking care of your body's needs and really trying to pinpoint the emotions that you feel on a daily basis, it can really make sure that you stay mentally strong and, you know, maintain that balance. Exactly. And I mean, like each person processes grief differently. So it's like super important to remember that you should never like under any circumstances whatsoever be ashamed of your feelings, no matter how big or small the, loss, the losses that you face. Like, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I should not be making a big deal out of this. But at the end of the day, I mean, you lost something. You're grieving. You have the right to grieve. You definitely shouldn't undermine yourself or like belittle yourself. Because at the end of the day, you need to go through that five-step process in order to come out a better person. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to say that if you or someone you know are grieving or um, need to talk to someone, uh, please visit the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration or just call their national helpline at um, 1-800-622-4357. Yes, and I know us teenagers are always looking for something more low-key, so we our website actually has a an advice column which is run by a professional psychotherapist except it's free so yeah it's like therapy but free so that's cool y'all should check it out mm-hmm. and um yeah so if you guys found this helpful please stay tuned for upcoming segments on things that people like you and me deal with on a regular basis and we hope to catch you guys next time mm-hmm. we have a wonderful team of people that are working with us so let's all stay tuned and welcome them mm-hmm. thank you so much thank for listening. You.